Hey there, SE land. This is Twig, Anthony Twig Wheeler. Another episode of Twig's SE Reflections. It's a podcast series for SE practitioners and students, people who are studying psychobiology and somatic healing arts. Folks who want to hear what I have to say today in episode number 24, episode number 24, talking about learning the craft and how fast. How fast do we want to learn this stuff? And how fast can we learn this stuff? And wow, what is this that we're learning? How much is there in here? Isn't there a time when we're going to know it all? Wait a second. Maybe we start to find out as we enter into the SE and new traumatology, the related resources that are out there, and we see this kind of flowering of the somatic influence, psychobiologically influenced healing arts where we get these specialty things in pre- and perinatal care, the attachment, the resiliency of adults. I mean, it's just kind of incredible. We're in this place of flowering. We're witnessing right before our eyes, we're involved in a community of, of thought and, and such like an art tradition that is opening up into all of these new realms and possibilities with the whole alphabet soup of therapies that are out there, and then all of the resources that come along with them. And as enthusiastic, curious, dedicated, maybe sometimes struggling practitioners, many of us get into the hunt for all of this information. We get into the seeking and the searching, and I've got to learn more. And then, and then we find out that there is just so much more to learn. You know, like when we start to start to view things from a psychobiological lens and we start to see that essentially, well, maybe that quote that Diane Poolheller offers up sometimes when she's talking about the, or that I've heard her use when she's talking about the polyvagal theory, she'll say like, we're broadcasting our state. And, and, and it's true, our posture, our presentation, our patterns of breath, you know, like even the pendulation is a, as we're talking, as a client is talking about their narrative, it describes to us something about what's going on in terms of their organization, their oscillation, their rhythmicity, and which state or which, uh, let's see, let's, which subsystem of the autonomic nervous system tends to have kind of a dominance on their perception, on their behavior. Where are they being influenced by internal visceral states? We start to get some kind of window into that, and we realize that there is a lot to learn. Particularly true when we, and I recommend that we do, we take that that message from Peter Levine very, very sincerely when he says, I never trust my impressions about what's happening when I only get one channel of information. I'm always looking for at least two, three, hopefully four different pieces of information that are all telling me the same thing. So that we don't just, you know, learn enough of the maps that we go, oh, wow, I understand 
what's happening for this person because I can see their postural tone. It's a good lens. And yet, you know, there's body stuff. Sometimes people are just kind of in their way, but then they're really, you know, self-regulating really quite at ease. And you would have mistaken that for assuming that their posture put them so out of place inside of themselves. Nope, doesn't happen. Sometimes people just have postural forms, take postural positions that don't indicate a great deal of distress inside. Whereas a lot of times you'd want to be able to read that that posture combined with that voice, combined with that heart rate, combined with that phrase of thought and phrase of thinking indicates, hey, you know, this client might have a incomplete fight response that's trying to express itself. You'd want to be able to grab two, three, four channels of information in all of these different lenses from character structure to physiological pacing and patterning to postural tone of voice, rhythmicity in the pendulation of talk. All of these things would be helpful in making these kind of hypotheses and drawing people's attention in the moment while they're talking about Aunt Sally's house into how or when they feel much or less or more or less of their experience. All of that is quite a craft to develop, to see, to recognize when to use, when not to use, when to call for less, when to call for more, when to ignore something that you notice that might be clinically relevant. It's a craft. At the earlier stages, it's sufficient. At the simpler adaptations of SC and applications of it in our work, we can use it to help us inform our pace with clients and therefore do what we were doing before easier. Or maybe we could say we're putting our clients more at ease so that things in the classic realm of bodywork or psychotherapy talk and back and forth. Like it's just smoother because we understand the pacing and distance from our clients and we understand more about how our influence on their state influences the smoothness with which they're able to experience themselves. Like it could be very minimal. It could be very formulaic. How about if you feel your feet now? How if you feel your feet back now? Oh, let's look around now. It could be very formulaic. All of these different levels of it can be valuable, you know, to even just be able to talk the, the SE ed, you know, the psychoeducation of, oh, wow. So um, it sounds like maybe, I don't know, like maybe when the emotion comes up like that, it turns things on very quickly and then afterwards you feel as though everything shuts down. I wonder if that might not have something to do with this kind of stuff that they're talking about with the nervous system about how activation comes up and it hits a certain amount and if it isn't successful at doing something for its own resolution it could instead go into freeze and kind of clamp down and shut us down and give us the feeling of being like numb or something like that. We might be able to walk right into the symptom and be able to talk with our clients and help them see that, oh, you know, there might be a physiological reason for why I'm experiencing these emotional waves in the way that I do.
There could be a psychoed part. There could be just so many different parts that could be in themselves valid and valuable. And yet to get the craft, you know, we will have to invest a whole lot of time and attention and practice and mistakes and learning and reflection and different kinds of clients who are able to engage our interventions differently so that we can see that for different kinds of clients we will need to make different interventions some people can handle broader open more open questions some people need more constraint of their attention in order to be successful and we will need to be able to judge the difference between those and to apply our craft appropriately it'll take some time and the hunger in it like i'm with you on this i just want to champion with you for those of you who sometimes find yourself just too many books by the bedside too many thoughts at night why couldn't i have said it this way why didn't i do it that way what could i have done differently rethinking your sessions through going to training after training after training engaging this book and that video and all these resources and and trying to gobble it up you know trying to take in as much of it as you can as quickly as you can i'm with you i'm completely with you i am i am one of you hunger it's so interesting and once you find out that it doesn't it doesn't actually end that the complexity of entering into this system that is the human organism in relationship to the stress response well-being nervous system organization and expression reactivity to past stressors and signals that trigger them off the like the freedom process like the process of of deconditioning old patterns or you know kind of finding new possibilities inside of feeling states and activation states and everything this stuff is vast there is apparently no click that just makes it all different because the entire organism has to adjust to the difference that is being made as it's being made so every element every impact every element of a person's life is going to be impacted by their nervous system re-associating to what or re-negotiating what it sees and what it receives as a signal of danger and what it doesn't as a person's neuroception changes to be more accurate their entire life will change it will not be a small thing you know not not you know past the shock you know we have this shock trauma element where we might just meet for a time or two oh we help move that through it moves on through but even that is a very crafty kind of thing because you have to know when you're attending to a person's character structure kind of influence stuff and when you're attending just to the element of helping a person move through a shock response that is trying to move through but might be getting stuck by over socialization or holding itself in or you know any of these other kind of things that go on behind the scenes of our culture learning all of these things applying that craft hunger it's like oh my gosh we got to get at it we want to get at it 
And I guess I also want to be with you when it comes to saying everything at its own pace. At the same time that there is this wealth of opportunity with all of the resources and all of the information and all the curiosity that we ourselves feel, integration time, practice time, reiteration time, forgetfulness and recovery time, these are all critical elements of learning a craft and not simply learning a bunch of words. So here's my thing. Stay as curious as you can. Be as hungry as you can, as you can let yourself be. Give yourself all the time that you need to get from where you are now to where it is that you're going. Enjoy the process. When you don't have all the pieces, lean back on the pieces that you already have. Reinvest in your appreciation that you have those in place. When the next workshop opportunity comes, consider if it's the right time or if you might not let yourself rest into the last one before jumping into the next one. And when you do jump into the next one, enjoy it for all it's worth because we've got a really cool thing going on. We're all going to learn so much about being human together. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll see you along the way. Whoa. Was that, was that bordering on a pep talk? Do I need to, do I need to apologize for that if I do a pep talk? I don't, I don't need to apologize for that, right? Because I'm just, I'm here, Anthony Twig Wheeler, cheering us all on. Here we go. If you want to check in with me sometime, you head on over to liberationispossible.org backslash se reflections. Otherwise, I'm going to assume that you're just out in the world doing your best, enjoying yourself. Well, enjoying yourself, doing your best. That's a good way to go. Get up, get up. See you later, Gator. Get up, get up. Bye-bye. <laughs>